Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Vital to us as believers, and it's called spiritual warfare. I sent out the text this morning, and I want to, this is another great, this is a great background too, I love it, David and Goliath. And um, I've been sending out verses on purpose on fasting. Okay, praying and fasting. Every verse this last 15, 10 days has been specifically on fasting because we're in a fast right now. Amen. Hopefully you're participating. Hopefully you're involved somehow, some way. Again, if you haven't been involved till today, you still got a few days left till Sunday. You can say, I'm going to get involved in this somehow because that's where miracles happen. That's where breakthrough happens. That's where things change. Okay. And, and I want to read in a second Isaiah 58. Verse 6, which is the verse I sent out this morning, and this is why we fast. It says, is this not the fast that I have chosen? I had one guy, a basketball player, that I sent text out to for verses, and he responded back and said, could you give me a little more clarity on this? And I said, first read the whole chapter. Read the whole chapter, and then, and then if you don't understand still, then, then, then we'll talk. And, and he, he, he got the idea once he read the whole chapter. And so... Sometimes we don't get this, but Isaiah 58 might be the best place in the whole Bible about the attitude and the correct attitude of fasting. And, and the rest of the chapter talks about how we don't do it for people to see us. We don't do it to be looked at. We do it for power. We do it for breakthrough. We do it for dominion. We do it for answered prayer. We do it for chains to be broken. And so in this, he's saying, it's not, is, this not, is this not, he says, the fast I have chosen? To loose the, bo- the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. What a powerful verse. So he's saying fasting breaks chains. F- a yoke, we don't understand it that much, and I, said, I wasn't raised in agriculture, but I understand it more now being in Texas. That yoke is what holds that, that cow together with the other cow when they're plowing, and that's something that the devil's got a grip on you with, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's guiding you, and God wants to break those yokes off of us, amen? He wants us to be different people. He doesn't want us to walk in chains anymore or walk bound anymore. He wants us to be loose from all those things, and he wants us to walk in freedom. How many want to walk in absolute total freedom tonight in the way Jesus wants you to walk. Amen? It, with, with no holds barred, no problems, no, no pain, just, just knowing that, that we have the victory. And so that's a powerful verse to start off with. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for these people that came in on a Wednesday night, tired from work, tired from school, tired from fasting, Lord, tired from life, God, but they're here. We ask that your spirit would anoint your word tonight. We ask that you'd speak to us tonight, that you'd pour out your power and your spirit in this place, God. I ask you to, to, to let nobody leave the same way they came and speak to us a, a message that's going to change us and transform us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Now I want to give you an example of this real quick to kind of to kind of bring it home and make it make more sense. Amen? Um, there was a man, I'm not going to ask you if you've ever been bullied. Some of, you might, some of us might have been bullied. I think we've all been bullied at some point in our life. But there was a boy in high school, and he was being bullied. And, and, and how many know that's not fun to be bullied? So he got sick of it, and he said, you know what? I'm going to take some karate lessons, and I'm going to fight this bully back. Because that's what you've got to do to the bully. When the bully's bullying you, somebody has to stick up to the stand up to the bully, right? The only way the bully loses is if somebody stands up to him. 
And so this boy says, I am going to go get karate lessons because he's taking my lunch money every day. $5 every day for me for my lunch, and I don't ever get to eat my lunch. And I said, I'm sick of this. So the boy says, I'm going to go get some karate lessons. Well, he goes to the karate, local karate place. He starts taking lessons, and now the guy starts charging him $5 a day for the lessons. So he starts doing the math, and he says, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to give the money to the bully. That's what a lot of Christians do. Because they didn't want to go learn how to fight the bully, it was easier for him just to give the money to the bully. Church, we cannot allow the devil to bully us. We cannot allow the devil to manipulate us. We cannot allow the devil to lie to us. We cannot allow the devil to take what's ours from us, especially when it's a promise of God. Can somebody say amen? So I want to teach you tonight how to stand up to the bully. I want to teach you tonight scripturally how to say, devil, no more. You're not going to mess with my family. You're not going to mess with my church. You're not going to mess with my finances. You're not going to mess with the purpose that God has for my life. When you are doing something for God, there is opposition. There is an adversary. Amen? That's, that's part of it. How many understand tonight, if, if, if we've got military people here, we've got people who've been involved uh, maybe in sports or different things. How many know, if, if you don't understand that spiritual warfare is part of being a Christian, that would be like trying out for the football team in high school. We've got some of our guys that play high school football. I've gone to see some of their games. And they went to practice, and they came home and told mom and dad, listen, I, this isn't what I signed up for. I wanted to play football, and they keep tackling me. They keep hitting me. I keep falling to the ground. And, and, and the person's going to say, what did you think you w- was going to happen? Football's a contact sport. And, and that's the way attitude. So, or, or a soldier goes and signs up for the military, doesn't matter what branch, goes off to war, comes back to tell his, his general, hey, I, I went out there and they were shooting at me. How ludicrous does that sound? What did you sign up for? But see, the thing is, some people sign up for the Army or the Navy or the Marines or whatever, and they don't want to really want to ever go off to war. They just want the benefits. Lots of Christians sign up for the benefits to be a believer, but they don't want to fight the fight. They don't want to get dirty. They don't want to put their fists up. They don't want to fight back. They don't want to understand that we're going to have spiritual warfare. It is part of the Christian life. It's going to happen. It's just natural. Can I, can I get that out to you clear enough tonight? It's not that you're doing something wrong. It's not that, the, that God's picking on you or the devil's just picking on you. It is part of being a Christian. Many afflictions of the, right, are the, of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from them all. So let me give you some scriptures tonight. 1 Peter chapter 5, 8 and 9 says, Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he can what? Not drink coffee with, not hang out with, seeking whom he can devour. That's a powerful word. What does it say to do? Does it say to to let him bully you? Does it say to ignore him? Resist him. Resist Resist means resistance. And that means force, okay? So we have to resist the devil when he comes at us. Be steadfast in the faith, knowing, watch this, this is what I just said, knowing that the sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. 
And listen, I can tell you here in the United States, I promise you we don't even know really what spiritual warfare is compared to other countries. We're not being persecuted for our faith like they are in other countries. So we need to understand that our brothers around the world, they're really suffering persecution for their faith. Some are dying. Some are being, just recently, not too long ago, there were some people beheaded for their faith. Teenagers for their faith. And no no one here has ever even come close to that kind of persecution. But the bottom line is, our, our warfare is spiritual. Amen? And so the thing we need to write down, if you're taking notes, is that it, this is not a sp- physical battle. It's a spiritual battle. That's why it's called spiritual warfare. I didn't say physical warfare. I said spiritual warfare. Now, let me tell you why some of you might be losing the battle. Maybe you're here tonight and you're saying, man, I, I feel like I've been getting a black eye ever since I got saved. I feel like I've been losing the battle ever since I walked into this. I feel like I'm, I just don't have any victory. Let me tell you something. You might be fighting on the wrong battlefield. You might be in the wrong place. Because if you're fighting it in your own power and you're fighting it in your flesh, you're on the wrong battlefield. This is not a physical battle. It is a, say it with me, spiritual battle. It is a spiritual battle. But the overcomers, which I believe we are tonight, the true disciples of Jesus Christ, are people who rise up and say, devil, I'm putting my foot down. I'm not going to let you keep lying to me. I'm not going to let you keep stealing from me. I'm not going to let you keep manipulating me. I'm not going to let you keep bullying me. I'm going to fight back. But I'm going to fight on the right battlefield, and I'm going to use the right weapons. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's keep going here in the scriptures. For though we walk in the flesh, meaning we are in a fleshly body, in a real world, he says that's obvious. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not, and leave it up there for a second, we do not war according to the flesh. This is very, very important for a believer that is turning into a disciple. To understand that before we got saved, we handled business physically. Right? We handled business ourselves. We took care of it. Whether it was with your mind or with your hands or with a knife or with a push or with a gun or whatever. It doesn't matter. You handle business physically. But he says we're not walking that way anymore. Our war is not according to the flesh. But what does it go on to say? For the weapons of our warfare, spiritual warfare, are not carnal. But they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. This goes back to Isaiah 58. Pulling down strongholds. People that are, that are getting saved in this place have strongholds. You've got things that you've had your entire life in your life, and, 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 and this is new territory. And you've got generational things from the past, uh, drinking, smoking, sexual things, mind things, temptations, all strongholds in your life that you've got to pull down, but you're not going to defeat them in the flesh. You have to fight the battle spiritually. For the weapons of our warfare, there you see the word, warfare. They're not carnal. But they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Look at verse 5. Casting down. Now this is key right here. Stay with me here. Casting down arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. 
every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, say thought, into captivity to the obedience of Christ. The battlefield for spiritual warfare is mostly fought in your mind. This is where the battle is won. This is the battlefield that you have got to, as an overcomer, as a disciple, begin to win. You've got to start winning the mind battle. Because the battle that you used to have was physical, but now it's spiritual. But you can't get past the physical until you get a hold of your mind. He says we have to bring all these thoughts into the obedience of Christ. Meaning the, the Word of God has to line up with our thoughts. And so if you don't get anything else tonight, I, I hope that you would get the fact that it's very important that you know how to handle your mind. Okay, the thoughts that come in, thousands of thoughts that we have every day. Thousands of them, every day. And, and it's a battle between spirit and flesh. That's the battle between doing right and doing wrong. The Bible says between light and darkness. That's the battle, and it's a real battle. That's why the Bible says he's, he's, he's like a roaring lion searching and looking for whom he can devour. Has anybody ever watched Discovery Channel? I, I use this example a lot, but there's just not a better example. Just recently, Carla and I were watching a, a I don't know if it was Discovery or History or what channel it was, but we were watching this thing called Serengeti. I don't know if anybody else saw it. It's, it was really cool. If you haven't seen it, it would be very neat to watch. Some of the most amazing video I've ever seen. I mean, it, it, I don't even know how they got some of these videos, how they got some of these takes. Because sometimes the animals just right there in front of their face. I mean, it is unbelievable how much money they had to have spent to get all this footage. But it's just talking about the animal kingdom and watching different things. And it's, 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 it's uh, laughing hyenas and wild dogs and lions and elephants. And, and then they go to the smaller. It's just a beautiful show. But the thing that's interesting when you watch those things is when the animal, like a lion, it's not just the lion. We know the lion is the king of the jungle, but every animal hunts. Tell you what, you watch that show very much. Those, those jackals and those, 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 wild, those wild dogs and those laughing hyenas are rough. They can hold their own. And when they go after any kind of animal, how many know animals stay together in a pack? Somebody stay with me here. See, tonight on this Wednesday night, we don't have it all together, but we're together. Let me say that again. We don't have it all together, but we're together. And there's a power in this fellowship right here. There's a power of the person on your left and your right, the power behind the person behind you, in front of you, around you. There's a power of coming together. That's why the Bible says not to forsake the assembling together of ourselves. And so when those animals hunt, they're always in packs. They don't, they don't run alone. But when that animal or animals start to chase that pack, what happens? As long as the pack stays together, that, that animal that's chasing cannot defeat them on their own. But as soon as that one animal, or, or sorry, when they're together, when that one animal takes a left and the pack takes a right, that animal's dead because it got out of the pack. And I'm going to tell you something tonight. If you, if you want to win the spiritual warfare battle, half of the battle is just showing up. Just being here. You, you win half of the spiritual warfare battle just by showing up. 
Amen. By just getting to church. You, just by just participating. Right? You, you are winning half the battle because you're getting around other people. You're making the right choice tonight. How many people, I don't know, how many people stayed home because they, they were tired or they were going through something or whatever, and they stayed home, they lost the battle tonight. Because half the battle's getting here. And then when you get here, you get around all these people who are like-minded, and we all have the same goals and the same purpose, which is to defeat the devil and win the battle of spiritual warfare. Amen. Look, listen to this. The enemy is not fighting you because you're weak. The enemy is not fi- in the spiritual things of God. The enemy is not fighting you because you're weak. The enemy is fighting you because you have a purpose. And he's fighting the purpose that is in your life. So, so if you're here tonight, you think God's picking on me or the devil's picking on me or whatever. It's because you have a purpose. And God wants you to fulfill that purpose. Now let's look at Ephesians chapter 6. What is the weapon? How, how do I go about this? Some of you have read this, but the, the question is how, much, how many of us have applied it? It's not good enough to read it. We've got to apply it. Lots of people have knowledge about things, but they don't put it into practice. This is some of the most powerful verses in the whole Bible. It says, put on the whole armor of God. I've, I've said this over the years. How many, how many believers are running around in the fight, in the battle, with just a helmet of salvation on? They don't have any armor on at all. They're going to lose. A lot of people, I got my helmet, I'm saved. But they're not applying the armor of God, and so they're just open to, 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 to receive the darts of the enemy. And the Bible says that the enemy shoots darts, fiery darts. So he says you, that you've you got to put the armor on so you can stand against the wiles or strategies of the devil. Watch this, key verse. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. It's not a physical battle but against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. There is a spiritual battle going on in heaven right now for our souls. And the devil's not going to let go because he's already lost. He's going to keep fighting. He wants trophies. He wants trophies. He wants Christians to, to, to die, to bow down, to quit the fight, to, to put their hands down, to give up. Tell someone next to you, I'm not giving up. Come on, I'm not giving up. I'm staying in this fight. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, take the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench some of the fiery darts of the wicked one. All. If we put on the full armor of God, we will, we will get rid of or quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Amen. Now, nowhere in these verses, let's finish 17, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. All the things I just read are defense, and the Word of God is offense. 
Everything else is defense, and the one thing that you have that's offense is to apply and speak and believe and walk out the Word of God. Amen? So we need to start learning how to quote the Word of God and speak the Word of God to the enemy and speak to that bully. And tell that bully, I've had enough. Some of you in here tonight, if you're really fighting a huge battle and you feel like you're losing it, you got two options, quit and lay down or fight and stand up. I say you do the second one. Amen. Because you're going to win the fight if you stay in. I've always said as long as you don't stay, stay in the fight, as long as you stay in the fight and don't throw in the towel, you win. Okay? Let me say this for some of the new people that haven't heard this. This is a fixed fight. It's a fixed fight. Meaning it's already won. The battle's already won. 2,000 years ago, Jesus won the battle on the cross. When he came out the grave, he won the battle. It is already won. We are already victorious. We have already won the battle. All we have to do is walk it out. Maybe someday God will give me a better example, but I haven't found one yet, so I'm going all the way back to Ben-Hur. There was an old, I'm not even ask how many of you have seen the movie, because I haven't even seen the movie, but I know the movie was a good movie. It was famous and popular called Ben-Hur with Charleston Heston, old famous actor. And there's a great example there that really gave me revelation on what this means, that the battle's fixed. It's already won. They were doing this big scene with chariots. Now, none of us have ever driven a chariot, so it's hard for us to imagine that. But you can imagine how hard it would be to get on that thing that you stand on and balance yourself and, and hit the horse, and the horse goes, and it's fast, and it's a race, and it's round and round. And so they're doing this big scene. It's like the biggest scene of the whole movie. And they're, they're about to film it, and Charleston Heston goes to the director and says, Listen, I have never ridden a horse. I've never been on a chariot. I have no idea how to do this. How in the world am I going to be in this thing and not die? And the producer says this to him. He says, Listen, you just get on the chariot and stand there, and we're going to film this thing, and you're going to win the race. And we're going to edit it so when you get done, it's going to look like you won the race. All you got to do is stand there, and we're going to make it look like you won. All I had to do was stand in the chariot. Sometimes all we have to do is just stand there. Just be in the right place. Do the right thing. Trust God, amen, and let God finish the race for us. It's a fixed fight. He says you're going to win this race. You don't have to be in the chariot. You don't have to learn how to do it. Just trust us. We're going to make sure you win the race. God tells you tonight, listen, I've already won the race. I just need you to walk it out. So the biggest part of winning this battle is participating. Being involved, being in the race, being in the fight. Amen. Listen to this. You never know how big of a threat you are to the enemy until you start doing something for God. A lot of people aren't attacked by the enemy because you're not doing anything for God. But once you start getting an attack, you start, okay, this is why God, the devil's attacking me, because I'm doing something. I'm a, if you're being attacked tonight, you should be thankful, not because you like the attack, but because you're doing something that's causing the enemy to come after you. You're doing something right, otherwise he's going to leave you alone. He's going to leave you alone. He's going he's to pet you and rub your head and tell you it's okay. But he, he, if he's fighting you, it's because you're a threat to his kingdom. That should make us excited. And the reason it should make us excited is because we win. We win. 
Did you hear me? We win. We're not, we can't lose. Amen. The Bible says in Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. One of my favorite verses to quote when I'm praying, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. Some of us got to get some fight in our spirit. Amen. Some of us got to start saying, devil, I'm tired of you messing with my family. I'm tired of you messing with my money. I'm tired of you messing with my kids. Amen. I'm tired of you messing with my marriage. I'm tired of you messing with my mind. Amen. Some of y'all ain't getting this because you're not getting excited. You're not letting something build up in you. says, I'm tired of this. I'm putting my foot down. Enough is enough. I'm not going to let you keep bullying me. Jesus defeated you on the cross. Get out. We need to give the devil an eviction notice. Stop drinking tea with him. Stop hanging out with him. Stop entertaining him. Tell him to get out. He has no place in your life. He has no place in your mind. He's a liar. He's the father of all lies. And yes, we will have weapons pointed against us. It didn't say you'll never have a weapon formed against you. It says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You'll have, you'll have the gun pointed at you by the devil. You'll have darts coming at you, but it won't prosper. Why? Why does it say it won't prosper? Every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. When that devil lies about you, say, no, devil, that's who I used to be. That's not who I am anymore. Amen. When the devil tells you about your past, you start telling the devil about his future. Amen. You think I got a past? Let me tell you about your future, devil. It's hell. It's the pit. The lake of fire. That's where you're going. Say, oh, but you're so bad, you used to do such, so, such bad things, you deserve that lake. Yes, but Jesus came and died for me while I was a sinner, and he took my place. And so I'm not going there anymore, but you are. So go back where you came from. If you entertain the bully, the bully's going to hang around. How many had a bigger brother or sister? Did they pick on you? Did they mess with you? Until you get big enough. My mom and dad used to tell my brother, he's going to get bigger than you one of these days. There's going to be a time when you can't pick on them anymore. And once they get socked back in the chin, they, they stop messing with you. Can somebody say amen? Once somebody stands up to the bully, the bully stops bullying. You need to tell the devil, I'm done. I'm not playing around with you anymore. I'm not going to listen to you anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm going to condemn that judgment you're bringing against me. And then he says, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me. He's saying, he's saying, my plan and my purpose for you is good. Amen. It's good. Listen to this. The enemy always fights the hardest. Oh, I love this. Listen closely. The enemy always fights the hardest when he knows God has something in store for you. When, if you get in a real big battle right now, just know something's right around the corner. Something good is right around the corner because the bigger the battle, the bigger the blessing. The bigger the battle, the bigger the victory. The bigger the trial, the bigger the victory. Amen. It's bigger. It's better. So know that tonight. Trust that tonight. Now, as you look at that last picture, let me give you just a couple verses to close with. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. I want you to leave with these in your spirit. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord 
Jesus Christ. I want you to read that with me. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. How many know we need to memorize that verse? But So, so when we're in trouble and things aren't going right, we just say, no, I, I thank you, God, that you have given me the victory through Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what I see right now. It doesn't matter what I, what I feel right now. You have given me the victory. Say it with me again. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. For what? Any situation. Anything you're facing right now. Anything you're going through right now. Any battle that's coming against you right now. Oh, here's another one. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give you the authority. Say authority. To trample on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power, oh my, sorry, I read that wrong. And over some of the power, all of the power. Oh, you don't know what kind of demons facing me right now, Pastor. You don't know what kind of situation I'm facing right now. Well, you just tell the devil that the Word of God says he's given me power over all the things of the enemy. And nothing by shall any means hurt me. I'm preaching better than you're clapping. Say it with me. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, say nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt you. You ever known somebody that can really fight? I had some friends in high school that could really fight. I was never afraid in a fight because I knew they could take care of five dudes by themselves. You ever walked around somebody like that that you just knew? You just knew they were good, they were bad? Jesus is bad, amen. He's better than all the enemy. He's, he's walking by your side, and you can say, devil, I'm not afraid of you. I'm not listening to you because Jesus is right here by my side, and nothing is going to hurt me. Here's another good one. Last one, Deuteronomy 28, 7. Go in Old Testament. See, the enemy will come. Say that to the person next to you. The enemy will come. You can be sure about that. Especially if you're doing something for God. But oh, listen to this. He says, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you. It didn't say if. It doesn't say when. It says they will. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. Oh, come on, somebody. You need some, you need some victory tonight? It says he'll cause them to be defeated before your face. Now watch this. This is really good. They shall come against you one way, but they're not going to leave one way. They're going to leave like cockroaches. They're going to leave seven different directions, fleeing seven different ways. They come at you one way, but they leave seven different ways. Come on, church. Stand to your feet tonight. Stand to your feet tonight. Let's give the Lord a big praise. Just begin to thank Him tonight. Just begin to say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we lift you up and we praise you because when the enemy comes against us, it flees in seven directions. Lord, no weapon formed against us shall prosper in Jesus' name. Father, you've given us power to trample on serpents and scorpions, and nothing by no means will hurt us tonight, God. Lord, we command, come on, church, pray with me. We command every spirit of the enemy 
to turn and flee in seven directions right now because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world when the enemy comes in like a flood he will lift up a standard against it church there's no power in hell that can defeat you tonight because Jesus already broke the back of the devil he already defeated the enemy on the cross he already resurrected and came out of heaven and he's on the right hand of the father interceding for you and me right now somebody thank him tonight thanks be to God who gives us the victory I said thanks be to God who gives us the victory hallelujah over everything, over every situation, over every power of the enemy. Oh, if somebody in here could get this tonight, you would see a transformation in your life. If somebody would just begin to believe God's word more than you believe what the devil says. Because the bottom line is, church, the devil is defeated. He is defeated. He has no power. He is real, but he only has power if you give it to him. It's the only way he has power. When you give him power, go back to the big brother, the big sister. If you, my mama used to tell me with my big brother, he used to say, if you just ignore him, he'll get tired of messing with you. If you give in and, and he likes it that, you, that, you, that he's hitting you and messing with you, then he's going to keep doing it. But when you tell the devil, uh no more, he'll go pick on somebody weaker. How many are ready for him to go pick on somebody weaker? That's not you. Come on, somebody. That's not you. How many want to walk in such a, such a way of faith that when the devil comes, he, oh, there, there goes Blake. Uh-uh-uh. Like when you're walking down an alley and you see that person, nope, go the other way. How many want that? How many want the devil to say, no, nah, I'm not going that way. Last time he beat me up. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, God of hosts. Father, all over this place tonight, we feel your power. We know your power's here. We are the church of the living God. We are the church of Jesus Christ. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not below. We will lend and not borrow. We'll be blessed coming in and blessed going out, Father. That's your church tonight. That's us. We are kingdom children. We are children of the king tonight. And, Lord, we know who we are in you. We know who we are in your power tonight. Amen. If you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus, you're not saved, you're not born again, quickly across this place. If you die tonight, you don't know where you'd go. Just lift your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm not saved. Quickly, all over this place, I need Jesus to come into my life. I want to be born again. I want Jesus to change me and transform me. Five, four, three, two, one. If we're born again, then we are the children of God. And if we are the children of God, God says, start acting and walking and talking like my children. Because I've already overcome the enemy. I've already defeated the enemy. I've already won the battle. Just start walking in my power. Start walking in my authority. And you will see amazing and powerful and powerful and amazing and miraculous and supernatural things if you will just believe. If you'll just participate. Tonight in Jesus' name, we're going to break the chains of darkness. We're going to pray. We're going to worship. We're going to thank him. 
I want you to get these verses in your spirit. I want you to take these verses home, and I want you to begin to learn how to fight spiritual battles in the spirit, not in the flesh. I want you to learn to stop talking about the problems and start talking to the problems. I want you to learn to start facing the enemy head on, not by your own power, not by your own might, but by the power of the Lord. Because the Bible says this battle is not yours, it is God's. Amen. As we begin to sing this song tonight, I want, to, I want you to fill the altars for a moment. We're going to do some spiritual warfare tonight. Just find your way to the altar tonight. Just quickly all over this place. And we're going to pray and we're going to sing. We're going to worship for just a few minutes. We're going to lift up the name of the Lord and we're going to declare victory in this place tonight over whatever situation you're facing. This is how I fight my battles. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.